Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everyone's having a fantastic day today, and I want to wish all of our veterans a happy Veterans Day. Thank you for your service here in the great country of the United States, as much as we can try to keep it as great as it was, but thank you for your service, and I've seen a lot of different emails and articles over the last day or two about certain things that have been going on with the election and what happened back and forth and how some of these states are just completely and totally awash in fraud again, like we expected. And one thing that was interesting about it is uh, Paul Craig Roberts wrote a article, said more thoughts on the stolen 2022 election. And part of it he put in there, he said, how do we reconcile Florida's massive red wave with the complete absence of one everywhere else in the country? He said, the answer is Florida doesn't permit the voting ways that make it easy to steal. He said, I voted in Florida on a paper ballot that was counted immediately prior to my departing site, and then you're given a receipt. And this is exactly what they have done here in Florida. However, Dad even mentioned at the end of the day, they allegedly had their machines go down at the end of the day. And they were telling them that, you know, you had to put your ballot in the bottom and we're going to go ahead and count it later on, which I don't believe for one second they were doing that. I think essentially what they tried to do is they tried to cover the spread and not make it look as a significant win as it happened in Florida, even though the numbers were enormous here in Florida as far as the wins were so far spread. You couldn't even contest them, but I think it would have been even bigger. I think that's exactly why these machines went down here in Florida at the end of the day where Dad personally saw. I think this is what happened in Maricopa County. I think this is what happened in Georgia. I think this is what happened in all these states that suddenly on Election Day, all these machines start failing all across the country, and you're supposed to put it in ballot box number three, and we're going to hand count it you know, at the end of the night complete and total lie and that's why you're seeing like this this fetterman clown win up there i mean this guy is i mean he, i've never even seen him other than in a hoodie i mean his family comes on stage yesterday last night for the announcement and they like they're all dressed like they're going to bed like they're in like pajama clothes and I'm sitting there going, <laughs> well, no, I, I'm serious. I mean, it, the the level of disrespect for the American population that you're representing. I'm not saying everybody has to run around a suit all the time. I mean, I, I don't wear a suit very often at all. I, mean, I usually stay in a you know a V-neck T-shirt and jeans when I'm working. But I mean, you can't have you just one. You know, you can't at least come in and have you know a button up on or a polo on or even something like respectfully nice. And I think this is again, in my opinion. I think this is, again, to show another visual representation of the United States of showing sloppiness, of showing lack of respect, and of showing complete and total disregard for the American populace and showing this is America now. This is, this is what we're going to make it. And it's sad to me to see this because as you're watching all these things unfold, it's frustrating to see it on a lot of levels as we're all trying to keep up the fight the best we possibly can. So I continue to encourage everybody, continue to be vocal and stay involved. This is something that was, I didn't even expect to this level of thievery, but again, this is what happens when you start having these individuals that essentially are running the aspects of the vote voting. And uh, it's just really, really sad to see. And also to another news, this is something interesting as well. Ironic timing, because remember, one of the big things that the Democrats and bumbling buffoon Biden ran on 
was the student loan forgiveness plan, right? They've been ranting about this, ranting about it, right in time before this election. Oh, by on that one interview goes, I've gotten all, I've gotten enough votes to pass it. It was like gotten the votes to pass it. You didn't even. There's no voting on it. You put in an executive order, which is illegal. Well, ironically enough, today, right after the election, just a few days after election, a federal judge has now ruled in Texas declaring President Joe Biden's student loan for forgiveness program unlawful. The judge, Mark Pittman, ruled in favor of the conservative advocacy group Job Creators Network, which brought suit on behalf of two student loan borrowers. One of the borrowers was ineligible for Biden's loan forgiveness program, and the other did not qualify for the forgiveness. The plaintiff borrowers argued Biden administration violated federal law by denying borrowers an opportunity to provide public comment before rolling out the program. Pittman noted that under former Donald Trump's administration, the U.S. Department of Education molded the idea of using the HEROES Act to provide student loan debt relief amid the COVID pandemic, but ultimately concluded it did not have the legal authority to do so. Now, I've told you guys this before. The student loan program is textbook predatory I mean, it's just straight up predatory lending on the bankers aspect. I do not agree with them at all. I have not recommended them. Some of them are just straight pure usury. They designed it specifically so somebody cannot bankrupt them, which I find that to be unconstitutional. The fact that they've specifically set aside one type of loan that cannot be bankrupt, meaning they're guaranteed essentially forever. Secondly, a lot of these children that are 18, 19 years old, and I call them children because they are at the time, go in and take these loans out and get forty, fifty, eighty, hundred thousand dollars in debt <laughs> because they think that's what they need to go do, and they don't realize that it's very, very difficult to pay that type of interest, that type of loan back with interest when you get out of college and you may start making, you know, forty, fifty, sixty grand a year with an entry level position. And now you're trying to saddle $100,000 in debt with interest before you buy a house, before you have a car, before you get married, and it puts them in a really bad hole. So I've, I'm not support for it at all. But on the other hand of it is too, you start going in and start saying, well, everybody else now needs to pay more in taxes to pay for everybody else's debt. I've said before, the U.S. government just needs to simply dissolve a lot of these programs that they've been supportive of and say, okay, listen, we're not going to be able to handle this. We need to go in and reform this program because here's the problem. You go in and you student loan forgiveness and you do this more and more debt and you borrow more money. Well, the student loans are still being written currently right now to this day. It's not stopping. So it's not going to stop the debt from being produced. It's still going to continue to go on. I talked to a friend of mine the other day did uh is knows a lot of people at a local university a private university and i asked him i said what's going on as far as the school he goes well the enrollment's come down quite a bit as far as new enrollment and uh i said what do you think's the reason it was because they keep raising the prices he goes they keep raising them raising them raising them raising them i told him they can't keep doing it i said well what what is it per year you know for two semesters if you get the full carte blanche kit and caboodle you know you tuition full-time housing on campus food program with all three of them you know and he said it's 40,000 a year i said whoa i said 160,000 dollars for a bachelor's degree if you do full loan on it you know a full full program he said yeah 160 grand i said oh my gosh for a bachelor's degree i said that's a horrible roi um, there is especially nowadays and again that's the problem that's continuing to do is it's getting these kids wrapped up into this long-term debt that they can never repay in most cases, and that the interest continues to compound. And then, oh, man, 
forbid you actually miss a payment or you default on it. Then the interest balloons. Then you get all these defaults. Then you get all these late payments. Then you get all these extra fees on top of it. And then the interest just keeps compounding the debt on top of more debt. And it's bad. It's very bad. And so that whole program needs to be completely and totally reformed and shut down and needs to be looked at because it's obviously not been successful whatsoever, except for the banker boys. They're the ones that always seem to win at the end of the day, doesn't it? Doesn't it seem like that? I saw an article earlier, and I wanted to bring this up because I had already told you guys I knew something was going to be very strange about uh, Elon Musk acquisition of Twitter. I've told you guys before he's on the Billionaire Boys Club. However, he has over the last year, but two years, become very, very vocal on numerous platforms. He has said a lot of stuff that has been 100% accurate. And the problem is, guys, when you're in the Billionaire Boys Club and they put you in that position, the banker boys do, and you start saying stuff that's outside of their narrative, they take notice to it when you have tens of millions of followers and billions of dollars in the bank. You're not a small player anymore. What's interesting about this now, now they're starting to say that the company, Twitter, is now losing so much money that bankruptcy is not, is not out of the question. They suggest that the company's future depends on the success of the revamped $8 per month Twitter Blue subscription services. They said the reason we're going on the subscribers and keep Twitter alive without significant subscription revenue, there's a good chance Twitter will not survive the upcoming economic downturn. Now it also appears that the FTC is already starting an investigation into Twitter over numerous people's allegations of being fired unjustly and all types of other erroneous allegations. Now, everybody knows the FTC is completely and totally just another head of the deep state. They're the ones that voted five to zero to make it law that 5G network systems were right up there with priority of electricity after a storm has taken – it's basically a storm has come in. Meaning it doesn't matter what else happens, 5G networks have to be put up and taken advantage of and renewed immediately. And no county, no city, no dwelling has the ability to push 5G out and say they can't have it. It takes precedent over everybody's life. That's the FTC. Now, take that a step further. Three weeks into this acquisition, FTCs are into investigation. Bogus. Now, Wall Street banks that lent Elon Musk $13 billion to fund Musk's buyout have been quietly approaching head funds now to see if they'd be interested in chunks of the buyout debt at deeply discounted prices as low as $0.60 cents on the dollar, according to Zero Hedge. The lukewarm investor reception shows just how big of an albatross the Twitter debt is becoming for Morgan Stanley-led cohort that committed to finance Musk's acquisition of the social media firm. The seven banks are now saddled with risky loans that were never intended to be kept on the books and are facing an increasingly uphill battle to minimize losses. In particular, the banks are wanting to load at minimum $6.5 billion of leveraged loan proportions of the financing, and the loans now are being offered at 67 cents on the dollar this wasn't an accident guys this in my and i'll tell you my opinion i'm gonna get dad's opinion on this right here this is either one of two things happen either a they set elon musk up to do this on purpose and they're going to try to basically dissolve majority of his net worth i don't know what how he set up these loans if he's got personal collateral tied into it i don't know and they did this because they want to basically put him under heel again and they can control him and not have him run his mouth. So they're intentionally doing this to the market, which they already knew they were going to do. Or B, Elon Musk was just another billionaire patsy boy that did this on purpose, and they're doing this to dissolve part of Twitter as a free speech platform so they can come in and make sure the CIA still 
has all their back doors tied into Twitter <laughs> and they can have everything controlled and they can make sure everything's censored as much as possible and they can do everything they need to do to reform it to make sure that Twitter functions as a social media credit score platform like Facebook does. One of those two things happens because these banker boys, they don't just do random bets for billions of dollars unless they know what the outcome's going to be. And the fact that now they're dumping this and basically offloading all this debt, it shows me that something's very strange in the works. At the same time, you see Amazon has now lost over a trillion dollars in market value amid stock route over this year. This is the first time in history – You've seen the valuation of a company lose over a trillion dollars. The Jeff Bezos founded company, allegedly Jeff Bezos cut out, valued close to $1.88 trillion on July 21st, saw its shares fall 4.3% last Wednesday, and overall over the last year has now dropped its current market value down to $878 billion. Amazon stock has lost nearly 50% of its value over the last year, a little bit over the last year, a year and three months continually with a lot of the other stocks. This again, why do you think Jeff Bezos got out of Amazon last year and cashed out and made an enormous amount of money? Why do you think a lot of the markets are starting to soften up right now? Remember, there is no loss of as far as actual cash in the stock market. The money doesn't just disappear. There's just winners and there's losers. There's money that's transferred to people, and there's money that's transferred away from other people. That's all that happens in the stock market. The bankers always have it rigged to make sure they win at the end of the day. They may take a loss on one thing, but it ends up being a massive win on another thing. It's like a casino. They didn't build Las Vegas because Las Vegas loses copious amounts of money every single day in bets and gambling. They built the Bellagio in Las Vegas because they make an immense amount of money, the same thing the banks do. The banks aren't the banks because they lose enormous amounts of money. This is what they've done to rig the market. And I think what you're starting to see now is my personal opinion. I think you're starting to see the beginning phase of a lot of these banks cashing in their chips, hedging their bets, and making sure that they're covered on the spread. And now you see Amazon losing this much market capital. I think they're saying they've laid off another like 15,000 people at Amazon, and there's more to come. This is because they're looking and seeing what's happening in the future, and they're hedging it as, the, as they always do so they can come out on top. What do you think, Deb? Well, you covered a lot of stuff, Austin. Uh, I don't trust Elon Musk. I never have. He's part of the the Billionaire Boys Club, you know, and Kanye, he basically is, you know, being completely hammered down. And he's part of the Billionaire Boys Club. And you are right about a lot of what you talked about. And I agree with you, probably all of it. But the reality is this, you know, they have to control the Billionaire Boys Club. They can't let these guys get off the chain and start doing what they want to do. You know, Kanye is now losing a whole bunch more of his sponsors. And he basically is uh, losing billions of dollars because he touched the third rail of politics, which is Israel. And he went after the Akinashi Jews. And, and the crazy part about all of this stuff is if he had just simply said the synagogue of Satan and left it at that and quoted a biblical verse on that, that would have been the end of it. But, but the reality is, is that when these guys touch that third rail, they basically get electrocuted. 99.99% of conservative commentaries and politics and everything else in talk shows don't touch the third rail of Israel. They don't do it. We just happen to be one that does. I mean, I'm not going to sit and pretend like it's not going on. And Zionism is the most potent political force in the world because it's controlled via the Rothschild banking cartels. It has like over 40,000 employees and volunteers just in the United States alone. 
for their ADL and for their American-Israeli Political Action Committee, and they push, push, push. And anytime you ever say anything about Israel or about Jews or about Synagogue of Satan or anything you want to say about any of that, you, know, you end up in a situation where now you're labeled and branded as an anti-Semite. And it's like I said yesterday on the show, you know, if you don't like Russians, you know, you're not a Rus- anti-Russianite. If you don't like Germans, you're not an anti-Germanite. If you don't like British, you're not an anti-Britishite. But if you don't like Jews, you're an anti-Semite. And it doesn't even matter if you don't like Jews. I mean, you cannot like synagogue of Satan. It doesn't make any difference. Uh, they say that John 19, 19, basically where they hung over Jesus' head on the cross, that he was the king of the Jews, is anti-Semitic. They consider the entire book of John anti-Semitic. And they told that to Mel Gibson when he did The Passion of the Christ, and they told him they were going to destroy him. And according to one of the top film distributors in the world, in Europe, I spoke to her personally. I have her business card here at the house years ago. She told me they told him that to start with, and they did destroy Mel Gibson. So Kanye West is just telling you what's going on. And, you know, and, and the sad part about it is the vast majority of the shows, again, won't touch any of this weird stuff. And it's all because of the political Zionism that started 200 years ago. We covered it in depth last week. If you guys want to listen to the show, I think it was on Thursday, and, and realize what's going on and who these people are and that the synagogue of Satan is extremely powerful because they run the world. They run the world politics, and they run they run the 5G system. They're the ones who took down Building 7. It's just, it's, they do it all. It's this the same Kabbalist Luciferian network. Of the ancient Canaanite religions, and I talk about it on the show, and I kind of feel sometimes like I'm, you know, the only person. Me and Austin are marching to this drum of the truth, and you guys, and most of the talk shows won't touch it. And so, if they don't talk about the third temple, if they don't talk about what we're talking about right now, if they don't talk about this stuff that we're talking about right now, you gotta ask yourself a question: Who's controlling them, and why are they allowing themselves to become controlled? And the same thing with the student debt. It's the bankers who own the student debt, and basically this is the money mafia. If you read that book by Helluride, who's a former defense secretary in Canada, he wrote a book called The Money Mafia. You need to read that one too. That's really, really a good, good book. And, and we need to understand that these people have become debt slaves. They become indentured servants because they can't get rid of this debt. And like Austin said, if you default on it or go sideways on it, then they start getting all kinds of balloon payments, et cetera, et cetera. And all they've got to do is start taking people to court for not paying it. And they can put them in jail for not paying it. Make them pay off the debt. I guess even through debtor's prison if they want to do that. I mean, they, this whole thing is weird, and it needs to be able to be bankrupted. I know back in the '70s, a lot of kids were actually abusing that system, and they were bankrupting their student loans as soon as they graduated from college, which to them seemed like a good idea. But the government came in and stopped it. And now you can't get rid of it. And when George Bush's reform, by bankruptcy reform back, he was president of George W., the dumb one, uh, what ended up happening is we ended up basically not really being able to do a whole lot even with bankruptcy anymore if you have a current job, if your income is more than the average income of the people who live in your area. They're doing all kinds of things to keep you in an indentured servitude mode because that's what they want. These are the same groups of people that ran the slave trade through England into the United States and around the world. These are the same groups of people who bought these slaves from their African tribal leaders who had enslaved them from other tribes and put them on slave ships, sometimes going to England, sometimes going directly through to the colonies. And there was a, literally a trail of dead bodies from the conditions they were put in, and they were actually throwing dead corpses over like every single day because they were packed in so tight in shackles, and they were dying. And the sharks used to follow the trade ships back and forth, back and forth to eat the corpses. I, this is not something I'm making up. And if you read uh, in that one, that one, you know, Amazing Grace, 
this this song, that old song from in those days, it was written by a man who had been a slave trader. He's a Jewish man who converted to Christianity, and you know, Amazing Grace, you know, you know, we got to save the wretched man as I, and because they were doing this to human beings, and again, it was the same Kabbalist Luciferian network that was doing it then. It's always the same guys, guys. It's the same guys that own BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard that own everything, and we talk about this repeatedly. It's a nauseum on the show because. Nobody else wants to talk about it because it's so frustrating because you, you start to realize that without Jesus, who's the author, who's the finisher, who's the perfecter of our faith, it's, it's not going to be working properly. Now, Twitter's going to be charging $8 per month, and I think the reason Elon Musk is doing this, he realizes there's literally millions, if not hundreds of millions of fake bots and fake accounts on Twitter, <clears throat> probably primarily from the CIA, so they can control the narrative. And the CIA is not going to come in and start paying $8 for a fake bot every single month if they've got hundreds of millions of fake bots on Twitter because they don't want to put out the billion dollars a year they're going to have to do or billion dollars a month they're going to have to do that. So he's trying to figure out how to get this thing cleaned up if he's even legit, if he's not a weirdo. Because remember, at Halloween here just a few weeks ago, he's wearing a satanic gown with an upside-down cross on it. And he goes to the brothels in Germany and all the strip clubs and all the dens of iniquity over there with his buddies. So he's not anywhere near what you consider to be a Christian. He's a complete and total heathen. So why would we follow anything that he's saying about any of this stuff? Because that's the problem we've got, isn't it? Because, again, it's this giant network and this giant spider web with the nexus in the middle of it being the 17 Kabbalist Luciferians branching out to their international banks, branching out to all of these other groups, branching out to the ADL. And listen to yesterday's show. I went into detail and I broke it all down. It was a rerun from a couple of years ago. But I want you guys to listen to that again yesterday because we had a hurricane coming through here. We couldn't play a fresh show because we weren't sure we were going to be able to keep power. And so, But we, we managed to do pretty good on this hurricane. It was more of a giant tropical wave storm, a little bit of wind and a lot of water again. But the reality is, is that you know, if we all continue to seek Christ and Jesus – and realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. That this is the day the Lord hath made, and I will rejoice in it. If you understand the blood covenant you have with the Most High God, and how he is on your side, he's got your back, he loves you, he always has, he always will. When you get that, you stand firm in the word, you can weather all of this stuff. I mean, I mean here's the thing. The Bible says, though death, where is thy victory, where is thy sting? It says that Jesus overcame both death, hell, and the grave, and that's the truth. The worst thing that happens to us as Christians, and it's our victory in Christ, is that we go directly from here, directly to God Almighty, directly to heaven. We don't have to pass go. We don't have to spend spend $200. We don't have to go to purgatory. We don't have to do any of that nonsense the Catholic Church came up with. We don't do any of it. We go directly. It's like we got an elastic strap tied to us once we accept Christ, and as soon as we leave here, we leave our skin suit behind, and our body leaves. I was telling Austin yesterday. You know, we were talking about Sharon. You know, my wife passed away about four months ago, and we were talking about how the fact that she's not dead. She's just in heaven now with God. And once we understand that that's what happens to us when we leave this planet, they have no victory over us. What are they going to do to us? Kill us? Okay, well, then we have our victory in Christ. So that's the thing that they hate. That's why they're doing everything they can. They have this atavistic hatred of Jesus, and they don't want us basically standing firm in the world. Word and understanding who we are as Christians. If Christians would get off their derrieres and pastors would get off their derrieres and start talking about the truth, it would change everything. But they don't want to do that for some reason. But, you know, here's the thing. You know, if all you do is complain, if all you do is think negative all the time, if all you do is be concerned and be whatever, caught up in this realm of news stories that we talk about you know, often on the show, and not understand that Christ and Jesus and the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you through all of this stuff, you get pretty negged out. But try to remember this, guys. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ and in Jesus and be led by the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say one thing else about the Holy Spirit. This is really important. I covered this a few weeks. I'm going to say it again. 
if, if you feel the Holy Spirit saying something to you, it has to line up with the word of God. Because as you learn the spirit of the Lord, as you learn to listen to God's voice, you'll find out very, very quickly that he'll always be consistent with what he says. He's not going to tell you to do something against his word. He just, he's not, not going to tell you to go jump off a bridge. He's not going to do that. All right? That's not him saying that. And with his voice-to-head technology and all the other stuff they've got, be really, really careful. It has to line up with the word. That's so important for all of us to understand. Now, I want to come up with a positive story here, and I like this one a lot. It says strength training is the key to a long life. Weak muscles could be the new smoking when it comes to healthy aging. This was released just a few hours ago, and I want to I want to report on this. And it says, want to feel younger? New research from the University of Michigan suggests that you may want to invest in some weights and begin a strength training course. According to a recent study, weak muscles could be just as influential on your long-term health as smoking cigarettes. It goes on to say, not everyone ages at the same rate. Consider two adults. Both are 60 years old. While those two people may share the same chronological age, one may be far younger from a biological aging perspective. Aging is influenced by far more than the days crossed off on the calendar. Genetic, environmental, and behavioral patterns and factors all play a major role as well. Poor lifestyle choices like avoiding exercise, unhealthy diet, and smoking are all believed to accelerate biological aging. Dealing with a serious illness can also age the body at an accelerated rate. In short, your body may be aging at a much faster rate. Then the birth date on your driver's license suggests. Now, however, for the first time, a team of the United University of Mexico or Michigan reports that muscle weakness marked by grip strength is a proxy for overall strength capacity is connected with accelerated biological age. According to the findings, the weaker your grip strength, the older you are from a biological standpoint. Isn't that interesting, guys? The team of Michigan Medicine modeled the relationship between biological age and grip strength using 1,274 participants, which is definitely a statistical that that will be a statistical average, all of whom were either middle-aged or older adults. And this was accomplished via three age acceleration clocks based on DNA methylation, a process that provides a molecular biomarker estimator of the pace of aging. And these clocks were originally crafted from earlier studies focusing on a variety of ailments, including diabetes, cardiovascular disease, cancer, physical disability, Alzheimer's, inflammation, and early mortality. The ensuing results reveal both older men and women display an association between lower grip strength and biological age acceleration across the DNA methylation clocks. Now, I'm going to say this, and I'm just going to stop for one second. I'll, I'll post this article. You can read it. But here's the thing about all of this stuff. When we find out who we are, and we understand that you know we're beings created in the image of God, and we find that we're in a biological skin suit, and we find out there are certain things that we can do, including taking supplements like methylated B vitamins, vitamin C, which holds the collagen, the glue, the cellular glue together. We can change the aging process dramatically. You know, I'm 67 now. <laughs> I feel absolutely wonderful. I mean, I feel like I'm 25, 30 years old still. I mean, I just, just the other day, I walked around like Hollingsworth. It was a three-mile walk. I kind of walked around really, really fast, did it well under an hour. And I thought to myself, this is really exciting. I mean, I can do this at my age. And I have no aches or ailments or anything else. But then you see people that are like, you know, you know, 30 or 40 years old trying to walk around the lake. And they're like, you know, in excruciating pain. They can barely move. And you go, what the heck happened here? Why do we have so many biological differences? It's the choices they made. If you want to age yourself really fast, go smoke five packs of cigarettes a day and get drunk every night. 
Yeah, you get you'll, you'll age really fast. You know, make sure you eat as much hydrogenated oil as you can. Make sure you eat as much pork as you possibly can, and make sure you eat as many trans fats as you can. And make sure you eat as much shellfish as you can, so you can make sure you get paralytic shellfish poisoning as quickly as you possibly can. And make sure you live on high fructose corn syrup so your liver can blow up, and you can have all kinds of problems with your heart and your health. And make sure you do all of that. And make sure you live on sugar so you can end up getting diabetes, go on insulin, and dehydrate your arteries and cause all types of health issues. Guys, living a long time. Is not something that I would want to do if I was so sick and so debilitated that I couldn't function at a high level as far as my abilities to do things. That's what my goal was the entire time I've been here. I decided I was going to do the best I possibly can to eat clean, be healthy, exercise, and do what I needed to do in order to stay healthy. Now, mind you, a lot of times, something like you'll have an accident, unforeseen, you'll be in an automobile accident, you get really hurt. That can really accelerate the aging process. I mentioned that coming back from some type of trauma that your body had. You can also fall. You can fall off a ladder, okay, and you get hurt. I had a friend of mine fall off a ladder, broke his leg, broke his knee, had to have a knee replacement. He ain't never been right. He was like 60 when he did that. He acts like he's 90 now. It's been about eight years ago, and he's a mess. So be really careful with landmines, like not wearing a seatbelt in the car. That's a landmine. I mean, really, you really want to be ejected through a windshield through shredded glass? Honestly, is that what you want? Come on, guys. And again, and let me say one other thing, too. This is another landmine. And I love motorcycles. I mean, I've had bikes my whole life, but I haven't had one now probably in about eight years. And the reality is motorcycles are extremely dangerous. If you're going to ride a bike, number one, I suggest that you always wear a helmet. That's really important. I mean, why would you not want to do that? And number two, ride on backcountry roads and not in heavy traffic. That's really important. And also, stay in the flow of traffic. If the backcountry road is running at 50 miles an hour, stay at 50 miles an hour. Don't go 30 miles an hour and back traffic up and make everybody pass you and be angry. Just the other day, I was driving down to Sarasota. And for some reason, this motorcycle cut right in front of me. I was in the accelerator, you know, in the left-hand lane. He was on the right-hand lane. He cut in front of me and basically took off, came off his throttle. Almost ran into him. I have no idea why he did it. To this point, I still don't realize why he did it. But but the point is, I had to like come off the throttle, hit my brakes, and everything else. Like what the heck? If you're going to ride a bike, be smart. It's really important. And avoid high-risk activities. That's why they have actuary tables with insurance companies. And they ask you all those questions. Do you ride motorcycles? Do you fly planes? I do fly planes. I am a pilot. But if they ask you all of these questions because they want to determine the rate of what your, you know, your, your insurance is going to be in the event that you, know, you decide that you're going to go out and you know, go race motocross and you're 50 years old or 40 years old. They want, or do you want to go scuba diving? That's another question they always ask you. Be very, very, very careful and do things that are going to be helping you and not hurting you. One more thing. Don't do squats with weights don't do any of that if you're going to do deep knee bends you know you would do some of those that's fine but there's all kinds of leg machines now that don't compress the spine i've known so many people over the years who really worked worked out heavily when they were young and they did really heavy squats and almost every single one of those people that i know now have back issues and hip issues i mean to the point of needing hip replacement surgery and you know be really careful when you're young i remember i had i knew this bodybuilder back in college and, and you know he was a pretty good guy at one mr universe he's very 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 smart as far as bodybuilding and working out his name was boyer co i'm not sure if he's in alive anymore i got to meet him personally back in 1976 and again back in the 90s at a, at a health show but the reality was he told me back then he said really important ted that you do not do squats just mentioning that to you guys because it compresses that spine so much and it puts all that weight on the shoulders don't do that. Use leg press. It's a lot healthier for you. Make sure you breathe right. Make sure when you inhale, when you come down, exhale, when you push up so you don't herniate yourself. Really important to get a trainer who knows what they're doing to teach you how to do that. Do leg extensions. Do leg curls. 
but don't do squats. And guys, I know you're not going to like this one, especially if you started working out. It's really important that you stay off of flat benches. Flat bench press really puts a lot of stress on the shoulder joint. Uh, Boy Co. also told me that. He said, Ted, whatever you do, don't do flat benches. Now, I used to love doing flat benches, and uh, I have the shoulders to prove it. And I just had to have, you know, stem cells injected into them a few months back, which were umbilical stem cells. They were not from babies, and it was umbilical cord, and, and, it, and it's helped my shoulders a lot. But the reality is, is that, you know, I wish I had listened to Boyer earlier because when he told me that I quit doing benches. I mean, I used to bench press and do reps with 340 pounds. But the reality is, is that at what cost is that? So be very careful if you're going to train with weights. It's best to be able to do something at least 15 reps, 15 reps on the weight before you pick it up. You say, well, how in the world can I do that? Well, just build up to it. Keep the weight down lower because that way it's easier on the joints. It's better for the cardiovascular system, and you get to burn body fat while you're training with the weights. Very, very important. I would have mentioned that to you guys today. By the way, this incredible weirdo, Greta Thunberg, and this, this lady, uh, again, the Kabbalists put her in front of everybody for who knows what reason. She's the weirdo. It's calling for an overthrow of the whole capitalistic system. Greta Thunberg, while promoting her new climate book, called, which was obviously she didn't write, called for the overthrow of the whole capital system. She was reported to have become more radical and militant and said there is no going back to normal. It's a system of colonialism, imperialism, oppression, and genocide of racist, oppressive extractionism. I can't believe she says stuff like that. That's not her anyhow, so she's reading something. The climate change agenda is merely radical leftism dressed up in a more palatable format that ultimately aims to bring down the West. No, this is part of the Klaus Schwab New World Order, New World Reset. It's the group of people that run the planet that want to basically take everybody down, get us into a pre-industrial revolution as far as what they're trying to say, but yet have all the bells and whistles at their discretion, at their disposal, you know, whenever they need them. It's kind of like the movie Hunger Games. They get to live in the city, and all the peasants get to live out in the farms and try to produce food and products and goods and services for the city dwellers while they pretty much – you know, sit around drinking blood. <laughs> just can't make it up, guys. So these people who say this stuff, just ignore them. By the way, this is an interesting article. It says how business giants get lower interest rates for meeting diversity quotas, which is why these diversity quotas need to go away. Many prominent businesses are now writing radical and gender quotas into their credit agreements with banks, tying the cost of borrowing to the company's workforce diversity. Of course they are. This is all part of the Frankfurt School again, destroying the top quality people that should be there and putting people in there brought in only through affirmative action. If the business achieves its diversity targets that are based on race and gender, it won't have to pay as much interest on the loans as it takes out. <laughs> if it falls short, it's required to pay more interest. Companies that do not participate in diversity program discounts will pay higher interest. Critics are concerned that this is a form of blatant discrimination that will harm consumers, credit markets, and the rule of law. The result, if nobody sues, is a win-win for both lender and borrower. What? Some banks have also factored in the ESG, the environmental, social, and governance considerations, such as borrower's carbon footprint. Of course, the borrower's carbon footprint. I guess it means if you've got a pickup truck with a diesel engine – Shame on you. Bad Ted. Bad Ted. Okay, whatever. The losers are innovators, pensioners, pensioners, and the consumers who will bear the cost of a distorted market. Again, this is affirmative action run amok, and this is the same thing they've done over and over and over again to destroy the nuclear family. When feminism came into the country back in the 50s and the 60s, through the CIA, through Playboy, through all the rest of this mess that they pushed on us through Laurel Canyon, it destroyed the very fabric of society in the United States. It destroyed, it destroyed the nuclear family to the point that now there's no longer a nuclear family. Last night I did a show with Jeff Rents. You guys are subscribed. 
copy to Jeff. You can basically, you know, you can you can watch it. I mean, I've got a link to it. I may go ahead and post it on our website so you can hear it. And I talk about the pitfalls of society and what's happened to the West and what's happened from a cultural standpoint with women and men and with relationships. And we need to understand something. If we don't clean this mess up as a group of people, as Christians, and go back to the morals and the values that are in the Bible, this thing ain't going to be fixable. It's just not fixable. We've got, and that's why it's important because the churches are an institution that are already in place. They've already got bricks and mortar. They've already got people in leadership. They've already got people there. And it's easier to go into that group of people if you get the pastor to be in agreement with you. He's not controlled by the Masonic people in the church. And go ahead and tell the truth to the people of what's happening. It's very, very important that we continue to push the pastors in the pulpit, which a lot of guys now are giving this show to their pastors. And they're listening to the show, and they're starting to push this more and more and more as far as the truth of the word of God. You know, the Bible is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We understand that. We know that because we're Christians. But uh, the, the world doesn't want it to be that way. This Kabbalist root Luciferian group, they don't want us to be Christianity. They have a deep-seated atomistic hatred of Christ because of what he did. And listen to the yesterday's show, and I'll talk about that again. And so we have to understand who they are and what they're doing. This is an agenda. It's not has nothing to do with the New World Order. It's, Klaus Schwab is using that for rhetoric. What he should say, by 2030, you know, nothing will be back to the ancient Roman Empire of human sacrifice. Yeah, that's, that's the real thing here. That's what they want. This has nothing to do with a new world order. It's the old world order. They were reinstated you know, pre-Christianity. And once we understand that, we start to understand why. And this goals and this quota thing is all part of that. This is why you know, the other day you have people that are basically pushed up in management positions, and they don't even know why they're there, quite frankly. You see that in the post office all the time, these government positions. They're, they don't know what they're doing. They have no idea how to run things. They actually, Our post office in Auburndale, which you wondered – while we're having issues here at the post office, it's had the roof ripped off, you know, about two months ago with that storm that came through Ian, and they still haven't reopened it, and they have a skeleton crew there, and they're so disorganized, it just shows you the absolute atrocity that is the federal government when it comes to running a business. It's awful. So they should have just had somebody in come in and fix the roof and been done with it. But they got to go through committees, and because it's the lease building and it's not owned by the postal service, all this rhetoric, all this nonsense that we're being told now about why the postal service has gone so sideways. So Listen to me, my friends. Stay focused on Jesus. He's the author. He's the finisher. Like I said earlier, he's the perfecter of our faith. Because without Christ, there is no hope for any of us. That's just the bottom line. And that's why it's so important to maintain your faith with God Almighty and with Jesus and be led by the Holy Spirit all the days of your life. I love you guys. I had the opportunity to have a great prayer time this morning for you. It was wonderful. Awesome, buddy. What are you thinking? What's your next story? Oh, you're absolutely right. I mean, this is we, – we've, we've worked our ways around it with the post office, and most of the stuff we're using Lakeland Post Office now to get out. And actually, we've switched over to a lot of UPS. If you guys have noticed, UPS has been our primary route right now as we've used them for years. And that's why I always tell you guys if you need expedited shipping or overnight shipping, you can give us a call. You can even use the expedited shipping option on our website at healthmasters.com if you want to use that as well. And uh, we get shipments to you. So nothing's changed on our end as far as getting to y'all the products and packages that you need just on here logistics with us yes it's been frustrating dealing with the post office with that I and mean, that's exactly right if any normal business if any private business operated like this i mean they wouldn't be in business very long <laughs> it'd be like okay well they're going out of business now but again when you just have this continual flow of cash and there's really any legitimate oversight with a lot of the way things are spent that's the problem that happens with a lot of the stuff on a regular basis and 
That's why we continue to do the best we can to produce the highest quality supplements along with bringing you the top nutrition news and health research and everything else in between on this show at healthmasters.com on the Ted Austin Brower Show. And we thank you for your support at Health Masters. And be sure to check out the product of the week, the Purple Sticks, on sale right now for over 15% off on the front page of the website. Check those out. Really, really good product. One of Dad's favorites. Very popular product among our customers and listeners. So be sure to check those out at healthmasters.com. Also, too, in other news, not surprising, but we figured this is going to happen. And this has been kind of another one of the reasons why I've told you guys I don't think there's going to be any nuclear provocation with nukes flying back and forth between Russia and the United States, turning everything into a wasteland. People ask me why my theory is on that, because there's entirely too much money being pumped into 5G and other types of infrastructure that completely are wiped out by any type of EMP. Now, are they going to do something small? It's a false flag. Oh, I'm sure they probably would, or they could, or they will. But these now massively giant ugly 5G towers are literally taking over New York City. Despite attempting to look futuristic, people can't help notice how much of an eyesore they are to the city. The columns are gray in color and about 32 feet tall, according to the news report, with some of them dwarfing a lot of the surrounding buildings, and they're popping up with no warning, no explanation, and no idea or questioning if anybody wants them in their area. One of these store owners in Bedford said, we're shocked because we have no idea what it is. We've been emailing them and calling them like, hey, what's going on with this? And he goes, we're finally now getting an answer that, oh, these are 5G internet towers to help you have better internet service. One of the guys said, he interviewed him. He said, I don't really understand why we need these. He goes, my service is just fine. My internet's just fine. What, I drop a call every now and then? So what? Now we got to put in 32-foot-tall 5G towers on every single street corner? One of them said it's one of them is being put right beside a bus stop. He said it's so close to the road. If the bus doesn't basically calculate it properly, he's going to hit this tower. This is all a plan by the city of New York to put in a new 5G system with over 2,000 5G towers over the next year in downtown New York. Now, you got to think about that for a second, guys. The Internet platforms are already here. Internet systems are already here. We already have very, very fast Internet all across the country, most places, unless you're in an extremely rural area. New York, of all places, probably has really fast Internet because of all the Wi-Fi they already have. But now they're taking it upon themselves to put in over 2,000 5G towers in downtown New York. Now, I'm no mathematician, but I'm pretty good with numbers. I have no idea what these things are costing, but I can tell you right now. A 5G system that's 32 feet tall that's being put in at over 2,000 different systems all across the city, you're talking in probably the hundreds of millions of dollars when you factor in the cost of the equipment, the cost of the material, the cost of the installation, the wiring, the power, the grid to keep all these systems running, the additional electric grid that's going to be powering these up 24-7, 365. But, yay, it's for for your, your safety and health, right? So you can have faster 5G internet. No, guys. These, in my opinion, as I've told you repeatedly, these are weapon platforms they're putting in, and people need to be aware of them because once once you start realizing these things start turning on, and, of course, they said in the article here when I was reading about it, 
They said they're going to be used to provide residents with free access to digital calling and Wi-Fi, and carriers like AT&T and Verizon will also be able to use the towers to complement existing infrastructure. So they're spending roughly probably hundreds of millions of dollars in 5G towers to give free internet to everybody. Come on, guys. But yet everybody's tax rates are continuing to go up. Everybody's cost of goods are going up. Everything's going up with inflation, but yet they're doing this to make sure everybody has free internet. It reminds me so much of that movie, The Kingsman, the first one, the only one I've seen. It's got some very graphic language and some stuff in it that's very strange. It's not something I'd recommend unless you watch it edited. It's not for kids. But what's interesting about it, the whole premise of the movie is Samuel L. Jackson is the villain, and he's giving free phones out with free high-speed internet to everybody in the entire world for free. Everybody gets free cell phones. Literally just stop at the store, and you have a free cell phone with free internet free to you. And the whole premise of his plot is that he can subject everybody to this ultra-high frequency and make people unbelievably aggressive, unbelievably mad, unbelievably violent with the flip of a switch, and everybody's cell phones start emitting this frequency, and they start fighting and killing each other. This, in my opinion, that may be a little far-fetched for a Hollywood movie, but that is what I think these platforms are going for, and this is what I think another thing is being done to try to cover up what they did with COVID, try to cover up a lot of side effects that are happening with people from these. Because remember, they already did this in England in a lot of places. They've already had multiple lawsuits over in the UK over this because the increase of stillbirth miscarriages and the increase of – uh, brain issues and um, tinnitus and all types of other health problems and insomnia was going through the roof in areas that they basically were installing these 5G system towers. But when I saw that earlier and I saw a photo of this thing, how unbelievably obnoxious this is, guys, this isn't a 5G router that's boosting your internet a little bit on the street. These are serious weapon platforms that are being put into place. You don't need a 30-foot tall tower with over 2,000 of them in the city to increase the bandwidth of your 5G internet. I don't buy that for one single second. Also, too, in other news, this is something that's interesting as well that I thought – Hungary, the country of Hungary, has basically said that the sanctions on Europe or sanctions on Russia, the anti-Russian sanctions, have been a complete and total colossus failure, hence why they're are now planning to drop all the sanctions. They said the sanctions that were introduced by the European Union against Russia have failed. It was a total failure. It did absolutely nothing to hurt Russia and has done everything to cripple the EU. That is why we are now dropping these sanctions. And what's interesting about this now is they've continually – and we it's funny. It's not funny, but Dad and I brought this up from the very beginning as soon as they started this. I said Russia's in bed with China. These sanctions aren't going to hurt Europe one single bit. They're not going to suddenly – Russia's going to stop doing what Russia's doing because Russia's doing whatever the banker boys want Russia to do. And this is exactly what they use the sanctions for as an excuse now to break the back of the EU. And now they're coming into a very, very significant winter, and the amount of heating, the amount of electricity – Everything has gone exponential. I mean, five, six, seven hundred percent increase in pricing, and yet they're saying it's all to 
help Ukraine because, you know, you've got to fight Russia. It's a complete and total lie. It was from the beginning, and now you got Hungary coming out and calling it out as well. This is really, really important, and I hope a lot of these EU countries take heed to this and stop acting a fool and following the banker boys' rules of you've got to sanction Russia because of Ukraine, when in reality, we know what the real reason is behind this. What do you think, Deb? Well, it's the whole thing. You're absolutely right, Austin. It's, it's all about control. It's all about you know control. Okay, let me. Let me okay, this is such a big topic. I gotta I gotta cover this a little bit more depth, real quick. I, we told you guys this whole thing with the Russian sanctions because of Ukraine was obfuscation. It's all part of the World Economic Forum reset. It's all part of causing massive shortages of, of, of diesel fuel, massive shortages of gasoline, massive shortages of propane, massive sources of natural gas. Massive shortage of parts and supplies, massive shortage of electricity. It's all designed to take down the capitalistic nations. I mean, we talked about this months ago that Ukraine is the size of Texas. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's, so this little country now, uh, which is basically run by the Nazis, to be honest with you, for years because of this group of people that came over there with Hitler back in the 40s, is, is basically you know completely controlled by the Kabbalistic mafia on top of everything else. And it's that group of people there that run everything. You know that are doing all of this, using this as a catalyst and as, as an excuse to collapse the world economic engine. And it's crazy because I mean, if we just ignored the Ukraine, just ignored it, you know, just said okay, let Russia do what it wants to do, take back the part of this says have the Russian citizens in it, and we didn't do all of this stuff, we would be having all of these fuel shortages. I mean, gasoline was approaching a dollar a gallon, you know, what three four years ago. It's a dollar a gallon, you know, because we were pumping enough oil and had enough gas coming out of the ground. That we were supplying our own energy needs and, and exporting oil, we have the ability to, to do that right now. You know, but Biden say we're going to close down all the coal, we're going to stop using coal, we're going to shut down all the. This is ridiculous because it's all about stopping the world economic engine. And once they do that, at that point, when people start starving, I hate to say that's going to happen, but it probably is. People are going to start realizing that you know we have to have a quote new world order, and they're going to accept anything thrown at them. Because they just want their normalcy back because they're completely steeped in normalcy bias. And they think that if this can be corrected by the World Economic Forum or the Federal Reserve Banks or anybody else, that they're willing to allow that to happen just so they don't have to have shortages and be cold in the wintertime. So this whole thing is just a catalyst. I believe – I don't believe for one second that Putin is not involved with these guys. I don't believe it. Now, he says a lot of good stuff, and he's really trying to push the Russian Orthodox Church back into a position of power in the, in the church but in, in Russia. But the reality is he didn't need to do this. He didn't need to crank this thing up. He didn't need to do any of this stuff. You know, you know, they, and, and then Biden saying that they were going to destroy that, that pipeline, that gas pipeline. They said that back in January of this year. They had the technology, the ability to do that. It would never be open as far as the Nordstrom pipeline. It's all this obfuscation that goes on when they move the pieces of this chess puzzle together. That's why you need to read that book by William Guy Carr, Pawns in the Game. And you start seeing it. Another good one is by Daniel Monteith. It's called Brotherhood of Evil. That's another really good book to read. And the one I mentioned earlier today, the one from Hell You Ride, The Money Mafia. All these books start telling you the truth of who these people are and how they run everything and the groups that basically control the planet or the group that does, the A, the A group, this group of Kabbalist Luciferians that we talk about all the time, the synagogue of Satan. And once we understand who they are, we can stand against them, especially in the church and in the pulpit if we can get the pastors to wake up like I talked about on the first segment we did. But so the Ukraine is a catalyst. We don't know what's going on in the Ukraine. We could be do, we could be playing wag the dog. Now they're telling some major cities over there without gas and water and electricity, and they're going to be freezing in the winter, and all the other things are going to be happening to them. We don't know how much of that's true. Now some of it could be, some of it might not be. But I mean, 
how many times do you see a journalist over there from the independent news people like me or Austin are allowed to go over there and actually report what's going on? I haven't seen any of that ever. So you have to ask yourself a question. Who's wagging the dog in Ukraine? And I can tell you who it is. It's Klaus Schwab. He's the front person for the Kabbalists. This, it's all this, this, this is the group. And so they're doing what they have to right now to completely co- to collapse the entire world economic engine. And that's what they're doing right now, guys. And you're watching it in slow motion. And Austin's right. They're not going to blow up the planet with nukes. I mean, they're spending probably billions of dollars on putting those towers up in New York. They don't want to destroy their own towers. They don't want to destroy their own infrastructure. It'd be like saying that the Kabbalist Luciferian group, okay? There's, there's, well, back then it would have been the ancient Canaanite religion people that worship these fallen deities and the, these entities or whatever you want to call them. We're going to flood the planet so they can destroy their transmitters with their pyramids. They're going to flood the planet to kill everybody so they can start over with Noah. No, they didn't. God did that. And, and see, they're not going to destroy anything like they like happened to them before in Genesis chapter 6 to set them back. It's taken them thousands and thousands of years to do this. But they use this war as just fear porn, more fear porn, more fear porn. I was speaking to one of our listeners last night, Teresa, and, and she told me, she said, I, I don't I – don't, listen to anybody but y'all show anymore because it's too much fear porn going on it's just too much negative stuff that never ever happens and I, you stay scared to death you stay worried all the time you guys remember a few years ago i had a guest on and they were telling me that we had an imminent invasion of the southwestern united states to the to the mexican border and there were hundreds if not hundreds if not millions of troops poised on the border to cross into the united states within 72 hours you remember that you guys remember that show if you listen to the show and i had to get the guy off the air and i love the guy he's a good friend I had to take him off the air and I had to walk everybody off the ledge, and I said, hey, I don't believe in any of this stuff. It's not going to happen. Trust me, it ain't going to happen. And guess what? It's been years now, and we haven't had an invasion. Other guys are saying, well, there's 300,000 Chinese troops poised on the border of Ukraine. Okay, where's the pictures from le- legitimate sources? Hmm. Where's that? Where's that? Where's that? Where's, where, where are the photographs? I'd like to see that. It's kind of hard to hide a 300,000-man standing army, isn't it? This is more CIA Operation Mockingbird propaganda. Oh, where's the tidal wave that was coming in? Oh, let's and let's not forget about Planet X. Oh, Planet X is really important. We everybody gets the crap scared out of it with Planet X. I mean, here's the thing: if Planet X comes in and the United States and the entire planet is flooded and destroyed, and the Earth flips over on its poles, if you believe it can do that, all of this different thing, all these different things, what happens? We go directly to heaven. Amen on amen. It's what difference worrying about is not going to add a single measure to your life. The Bible says don't worry about this stuff. Just forget about it. Don't even worry about what you're going to eat or what you're going to drink. Just do the best you can. Remember what it says. It's not by power, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. And, we, and we've got to understand that. It's so important. We'll add a couple more stories. I don't have time to cover them. But, guys, I love you. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Austin, finish it up. And it was great praying for you this morning. I appreciate you all. Absolutely. And, you know, that's why it's so important, my friends, to continue to stay positive. Obviously, Look at the truth. Speak the truth. Stand for the truth. Continue to get the truth out there, but always try to stay as positive as you can. And I know that can be very difficult sometimes. I, mean, I know sometimes it's rough. It's like, oh, man, this is going on or that's going on. And what in the world are we going to do with this? But that's what God Almighty's for, and that's what prayer's for. And that's why you know, the phrase, give it to God. Sometimes you got to pray about it. Do the best you can. Be as prepared or whatever you have to do, and then hand it away. I told you guys before. I remember that one time. And Lan and I were like going down to Miami for like one of our first vacations when we were married. And I got this phone call basically, dude, you can't go to Miami. There's this massive meteor that's about to strike, and this tidal wave's going to take out Florida. The whole like bottom half of Florida is going to get washed away. I mean, I'm like, I'm like, I'm talking like dead serious, like, bro, I'm pleading with you, do not do this. And I'm like, 
well, I don't really see anything that's going on. I don't hear anything, and I'm pretty well-versed with a lot of people all around the country. And I said, quite frankly, if a meteor hits that a tidal wave takes out Florida, it's going to take out the whole state of Florida because we're pretty much the entire state sitting right at water table level. And I said, I'm not going to live in fear with some random idea or some random story that pops up because I get those all the time. I'll tell you that right now. That's why I don't bring stuff up on the show. All the time, I go, this is going to happen. It's going to happen right now. It's going to happen this week. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I've heard that for literally well over a decade. It doesn't mean that something may not be happening, but you also have to use wisdom and wonder where the news and stories are coming from because a lot of the stuff has turned into fear porn clickbait to try to get likes, try to get views, and try to get more algorithm boost on certain websites, on certain platforms. Trust me. I know how all that stuff works. I'm telling you right now, vast majority of that stuff is all about getting likes, getting views, and getting algorithms so they can turn up the amount of traffic that goes to their site so they can use it to sell more advertising and they can say, look, this is much traffic. This is what I have every 30 days. These are how many clicks and views I have. And they can get more sponsors and more ad revenue based on their algorithms. Trust me. I've seen it all. That's why we don't have sponsors. I don't have ads. I don't care about that. My whole goal is to make sure my friends, my family, our health masters, listeners get the best access to the truth and stories that are happening. And we try to bring that to you guys on a regular basis, along with the highest quality supplements. So thank you for supporting health masters. Hope you guys have a fantastic veterans day, spend some time with your family, especially ones that are veterans this week. They need all the support. They can get a lot of times. I know I've known a lot of them, had a lot of very close friends and some of them go through a lot. So be there for them, have their back, talk to them, enjoy the weekend. If y'all need anything, give us a call today, healthmasters.com, 1-800-726-1834. Be sure to check out the Purple Sticks on sale right now as product of the week, over 15% off. And also vote for what you want to see win next week. Do a couple different products up on there that we haven't had for a while on sale. And so you guys vote and see what you want to win on there. And also a reminder, the vitamin E. Back in stock, our very, very strong mix to Coferol Vitamin E back in stock on the website. And also, too, we have iodine. We have the purple sticks. Check it all out, guys. Got a bunch of different specials coming together we're going to be putting on for you guys next week. So be sure to check it out. Have a blessed, safe, awesome weekend. And we'll talk to you again on this show Monday as always.